0: Find the time, and it might change throughout the year depending on your family activities or your students' extracurriculars. Find that weekly time, carve it out as an expectation, set aside an hour a week to get it done. But parents put a muzzle on it outside of that time. Try to resist the urge to sprinkle those college-bound conversations in when you're in the car, just driving home from school. They need a break, just talk to them about their day instead so that we're not overwhelming our students. And that cadence of the weekly meeting works really, really well. Welcome to a solo episode of College and Career Clarity doing something hard, which is a solo for all of you in my Flourish and Launch community because I wanna help you leverage your most valuable asset going into the next school year for your college-bound family. I want to provide you with a step-by-step framework, a plan to concentrate on the facts and result in some good feelings about where you're heading. But let's take a factual approach. My whole purpose, really the intent of all of the work that I do with my Flourish Coaching is to resource families to eliminate their overwhelm. So I wanna give you a step-by-step framework of what to do when to give you clarity and positive momentum all the way throughout the coming school year. But I know, just like all the things that I do in my personal life and in my business, that that can't happen without being intentional. See, here at Flourish, I preach all the time, be intentional and begin with the end in mind. So I want you to think for a second, where do you want to be at the end of this next school year in this college-bound journey for you as a parent and your teen as your college bound student. It doesn't matter if you have a rising freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, the work is a little bit different every year, but throughout high school, we need to be intentional. And I want you to keep your eye on not that finish line all the way out at the end of the college bound journey necessarily, but where do you want to be when may of 2023 comes or if you're listening to this later any year may 1st i'm going to talk about in a second why may 1st is a magical date so i'm going to give you this framework for planning the college bound calendar and fitting in all the things which can feel very overwhelming when life does not slow down so that you have a sense of accomplishment and motivation heading into next summer, so that if you started this summer very behind, overwhelmed, confused, hurried, that you'll have a different walk heading into next summer. Stay with me to the end, and I'm going to share with you an upcoming free opportunity to get some coaching with me in our Flourish community. Okay, first step. Hopefully by now, if you're a long time listener, you have a college planning timeline PDF that I developed for our families and you've printed it out. I encourage you to print it out, take notes on it, print out multiple copies, post it around the house so that you don't lose sight of what you need to be doing. Now, if you've missed ever getting the college planning timeline, the link for it will be in the show notes. This is a very valuable resource on what to do when, and it takes you through every school year, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. It's a fantastic overview. So if you haven't gotten that, hit pause or go to the show notes when you're near a computer, download it, print it out. It is your friend and your guide. Now, let's get specific. I want you to start off, this is step one, and you're probably not gonna be able to do it while you're listening to all of my advice right now, that your step one, if you're taking notes on what I want you to do on this step-by-step framework is to head over to your school district's website. Or if you're even like a homeschool family, you probably have some framework that you know of going into the next school year. So find that school year calendar. We're gonna get all of those really important dates on your family college bound calendar. So we're building a new calendar. It's a family college bound calendar. It is for the parents and the student. Every student will have a separate one. So if you have two high schoolers, you need to get two college bound calendars together. You're gonna get these dates in there. First thing I want, I want you to put your start of school year date your finished date, and then I want you to identify any days off that your student has in the coming school year. Now, what might that be for? A lot of school districts give a day or two off at the end of the grading period. That gives teachers have in-service meetings and a day to grade and the kids get a break. So put those on your calendar. Most students are getting Martin Luther King Day, President's Day, Labor Day, those dates. Put winter break and spring break, Thanksgiving break. If you're lucky enough, my kids never had a long one, but I know some school districts give a long fall break in addition. So start by putting off any day, mark it clearly, any day that your student's not in school. Next, I want you to identify testing dates. So this might be on that school academic calendar that you're looking for on your school website or you might have to dig around in their counseling area. You're looking for any dates that they might be giving every student in the building, school-wide ACT or SAT, PSAT, state proficiency testing, AP testing. That comes every May. I'm gonna drop a link in the show notes to the May 2023 AP testing calendar. So by now you know if your student is taking any AP courses this coming school year and you'll be able to put the exact dates that your child's testing into your calendar. So let's get all those dates on the calendar. Next, you might have some really important family events coming up and that has to take precedence over other things. So do you know of a family wedding in the next year, a special trip that you're taking, going out of town to visit grandma and grandpa to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary, whatever those important to you family dates are, block those out on the calendar. Now, I want you to put a circle or a box or something on May 1st. May 1st is sort of a magical date when it comes to planning the college bound calendar. And why is that? Well, some of you, depending on what year your student is in, you might be planning college visits over the coming school year. One thing that I know with certainty is colleges do not like to have visitors. During final exams, they don't like to have them during graduation when parents are pouring onto campus to celebrate their students' graduation. So it is common in the month of May for college visits to not be available through the admissions office to do an official visit. So we need to get those visits wrapped up before May 1st. If you're a rising senior, May 1st is a magical national decision date, college decision date. So your student has until midnight on May 1st to enroll in their college that they intend to attend the next year. May or maybe your kid goes to school through June. I know here in Ohio, we're out right before Memorial Day. May is busy. We've got exams. We've got AP exams if your student was in an AP course. So spring fever hits and may can be a hard month to get a lot of things done, especially with the unofficial start of summer with Memorial Day. Okay, next, I want you to block out Thanksgiving break, winter break, and possibly spring break. Here's how I want you to think about those breaks. So Thanksgiving break kind of a wash. If you're doing college visits, you won't have an opportunity to do them during that time. Thanksgiving break for most of you is pretty short. It's a little blip. And I truly believe that we all need to take time out. So we need to build intentional rest time outs into the calendar. And your student absolutely needs some breaks. So get that Thanksgiving break on there. That's one that I suggest, really just not doing anything on the College Bound journey. Now, winter break, sometimes for you, it's two or more weeks long. And honestly, students usually start to get a little bored and antsy by the end of that second week. Families scatter, their friends aren't necessarily in town. So, you know, kind of think about the winter break piece of does my kiddo... Yes, they need a little bit of a break and we want to celebrate whatever holidays you tend to celebrate during that season as a family, but there might be some space in there to do some intentional work after you get over the, the initial break, right? But there won't be any college visits because college campuses are going to be closed during that time. Now, how you use spring break may really depend on what year your student is in high school. Freshman, Totally could take the spring break off. Sophomores and juniors, you may be wanting to use those for college visits. Seniors, you're probably close to or nearly done with the decision, or you might need to do a final round of visits before you pull the trigger. So spring break can be sort of in flux. Okay, next thing I want you to add to your calendar. Next step. In my program, not just my paid program, but I'm just saying in my community. So I have a Facebook parent community. Find us over there. Join us. I'll link to it in the show notes. We advise our families to set aside intentional time each week around college-bound conversations. Now, this is why I do this. And I want you to think about when and how often this should be taking place. Freshmen, if you have a freshman, this does not need to be taking place every single week. Quite frankly, Your student needs some space to figure out high school, get involved, all the things. And their frontal lobe is not capable of thinking too far into the future. So let's try to not overwhelm our freshmen with that. Okay. By the time you have a second semester sophomore, I encourage families to have this college-bound conversation be a weekly event. Your student might resist you at first, and I, I this is why I want you to ease into it. I mean, maybe... Freshman year, it's a monthly powwow, uh, and we just call it a future planning meeting or a family powwow, whatever you want to call it. Maybe by first semester, sophomore year, you're doing it every other week, and then it becomes weekly. See, parents, I know kids can be hard to tie them down and say, we're going to do this, and they might resist you at first. But I want to remind you that it's you're probably getting ready to make a maybe 6 figure investment, a very large financial and time investment into one of your most valuable assets, your child, to set them up for future success. And so it's well within your right to say there are certain things that I'm going to require of you before I spend $100,000 or more on educating you. I think it's best done within an expectation of a framework that, hey, this is our time that we set aside for this. So it's within your right. It is a fantastic practice. And what I know is when it's expected and it happens and what gets scheduled gets done, then your student will resist it less when it becomes a regular practice. At the same time, while we as adults could probably talk about all of the things related to this journey every day, your student cannot. It overwhelms them, and they have many, many things going on. So we need to give them some space. So what I've found works really well is to find the time, and it might change throughout the year depending on your family activities or your students' extracurriculars. Find that weekly time, carve it out as an expectation, set aside an hour a week to get it done. But parents, put a muzzle on it outside of that time. Try to resist the urge to sprinkle those college-bound conversations in when you're in the car, just driving home from school. They need a break, just talk to them about their day instead so that we're not overwhelming our students. And that cadence of the weekly meeting works really, really well. Okay, so what's next? Now, we have all of those things, our college-bound weekly conversation, days off school, we're gonna put those AP and other test dates in there, what are we going to do now? Now turn to your college planning timeline. Again, I'm linking to it in the show notes and begin to figure out what for the year for that timeline that I've given you, what you're going to do when. Start building a schedule of what needs to get done and use the college planning timeline as your guide and also your checklist. So you may not know where you're going to visit colleges, what campuses you're gonna land on, but if you as a parent know that your student's off on election day because your buildings are used as a polling place and your place of work is off or you can take a personal day that day, set it aside now for a college visit, you still have time to figure out where you're going to go. If you're not intentional with blocking off the time, it will get away from you, and those feelings of overwhelm and behind are going to return. So I can't really at this point say to you, yes, do this in November and this in December, because it varies. What's normal and expected and right for one student isn't right for the others. If I think about my two that headed off to college after graduation, and I, I have three, so I've got one that went directly into the trades and is doing fantastic with that. It was the right choice for him. The other two headed to college right after graduation. And what worked for Trent did not work for Sydney because they are different kids with different academics, different timeline for when they were completing the all-important Algebra 2 that guides ACT and SAT testing. They had different extracurriculars that created different busy seasons for them. So you're going to need to take an an individualized approach. Now, you might be sitting there thinking like, ah, that leaves me with a lot of questions and I'm not really sure exactly where I want to put this. Well, I told you if you stayed with me to the end, I have a special opportunity for you. So I am doing a free college planning calendar masterclass. Yes, so come on zoom with me you're going to bring that college planning timeline and i'll provide a new copy for anybody who signs up and didn't get it it's going to be on july 27th, 2022 at 7:30 p.m eastern time via zoom i'm going to give you the link to sign up in the show notes and when you sign up i'm going to send you my calendar pdf so every we have a a beautiful pdf that we created to create this college bound calendar for this coming school year. And I will email it to you when you sign up. So that calendar is a month by month. I will have other handouts that we will give you when we do our college planning calendar masterclass. And we're gonna use the college planning timeline. I'll be teaching you, answering questions, anything goes. We're gonna lean into my 23 years of working with college-bound families as a counselor, and we're gonna build this out so you're intentional, setting the time aside so that you finish the school year with you and your student feeling satisfaction, completion, and excitement about what next summer can be, given what you accomplish this coming school year. Whether your student's beginning school in July, August, after Labor Day, I want to resource you and we're going to have a successful school year ahead. So if this helped you or you know that you have a friend that would benefit from not only this information, but maybe joining us on July 27th, hop on over there into the show notes, get everything you need and forward this episode to a friend. As always, my purpose is to give you excitement, clarity, and momentum along the college-bound journey.